0: Welcome back to the Greats in 68 podcast and the new season of the show. It's episode 31 and I'm joined by one of our great listeners, Kaz Smith. Thank you for joining us, Kaz, and hopefully you might make this full time going forward.
1: Thanks for having me on and hope you're well, Craig. I'm alright, yes, so that's fine. If you're wondering where Chris
0: is, Chris is sunning it up in America at the moment, going on a bit of a tour. He'll probably tell you all about it when he's back. So let's get into it. Uh, Just a little bit about the show, first of all, for those new listeners listening for the first time this season. Our show is the only dedicated Birmingham City ladies, well, Birmingham City women now, I should say. We'll try and get that out of my system by the end of the show. We cover all the news and we get interviews from the manager, Mark Skinner, as well as the players over the course of the season, recapping the games and giving you all the latest news for everything involved in Birmingham City women. I'm Craig Hadley. I've been doing this show... Well for one season now. I've been a season ticket for quite a few years now. Kaz a little bit by yourself?
1: Originally from Middlesbrough. Started following Birmingham City about three years ago. I've missed one game in that three year.
0: Yeah, she's she's a very dedicated person. She goes home and away and she and if you don't recognise Kaz or you don't hear Kaz, you're probably doing something wrong. I'll let Chris explain who he is later on, when he's back, maybe next week or the week after, whenever he's back. So I hope you enjoy the show. You can follow the show on, I believe it's on Google Podcasts. It's now on Spotify for people who use Spotify. Uh, It's also available on Anchor, which is our hosting service. So yeah, just look up Greats in 68 and you'll probably find it. So let's get into this week's show. In terms of the summer changes, there's been quite a few changes, mainly with players going out. The likes of Franz Stenson, who's gone to Manchester City. Sophie Bagley, who's gone to Bristol City after a loan spell. Jess Carter joined Chelsea. Coral Jade Haynes has joined Spurs after a loan spell there. Maddie Cusack left the club, but we don't know where she's gone at this time of the recording, or at least I'm not allowed to say. Frida O'Reesey has joined Leicester, as confirmed today. Abby Lee Stringer, who has left for Everton. And Emily Joyce has gone to Derby County. Just a brief word on those, who who stands out as ones that might be missed this season?
1: Coral might be a huge loss, and Jess as well.
0: Yeah, Jess is a big one, isn't it? Such a versatile player and obviously she made that right back position her own this season as Mark kept the first eleven pretty much unchanged for most of the games as we went to the back end of the season. Does any of those surprise you, Kaz? Obviously, Fran Sensen has left being third-choice keeper at Birmingham and has gone to Man City. Do you think that's a surprise?
1: Yeah, because she's not going to be first choice or second choice, I don't think, at City. She would have been better off going somewhere like Bristol or Yeovil, where she's going to get a game.
0: In terms of players who have come in then, Lucy Stanley fourth. she's obviously the former Sunderland captain. That's one big signing for us. She was called up for England training prior to her signing this year for the first time. Phil Neville's taking notice of what she's been doing. She scored 10 times from midfield last season, including one direct from a corner. Just how big a signing is Lucy Staniforth, Kaz?
1: Staniforth's like a huge sign. I've watched her when she played for Bristol, also Liverpool as well. I've never seen anybody in the women's game, apart from Kelly Smith who can cross the ball like she can cross the ball. Pre-season just shows you what we've got to look forward to. Obviously, she scored against Leicester, a hat-trick, and then she played in Glasgow, which she had an excellent game as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and... Kaz got the chance to speak to Lucy fourth after that game against Glasgow and this is the clip we have for you.
1: Out the teams that you've played for, how does Birmingham differ? Pretty much in every way. I think my whole sort of perspective on football has completely changed from coming here. It's so exciting the way that Mark wants us to play and traditionally a lot of teams try and do what he's done but he's actually managed to do it and, and the team and the players, they've really bought into it and it's just something that's going to take me a bit of time to adjust to And what is your aim for this season? As a, a team I think we want to win something I think we've all set our sights on this season being special and we want to try and achieve something that people might not think that we can, but I think we want to go above and beyond that. Personally, I just want to sort of settle into the team and just put in some good performances and we'll see where that takes me.
0: The other signing the Birmingham City have made is Chloe Arthur from Bristol City. She is described as a box-to-box midfielder with plenty of energy. Uh, Kaz, do you know much about her and what do you think she'll bring to the team?
1: If anybody's seen any of the pre-season games, She's been absolutely instrumental in the centre of midfield. I think if you put her and Healy Lives together, I think we're going to have a fantastic midfield this season.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they fit uh, those two in, along with Marissa Ewers, who signed a new contract. In terms of Chloe Arthur, though, she is a Scottish international player. She began her career with Celtics Youth Academy before joining the likes of Hibernian and Bristol City. Kaz also spoke to Mark Skinner, the manager, after the Glasgow City game. And he spoke about his aims for the season, as well as his thoughts on the two new signings.
2: The aim for the season is, it sounds cliche, but we want to go into every game with the aim to win it. If I set you, I want to win a title, or we want to win this, or we want to win that. We will go game to game, we want to win every game. So that's what I will say. If you win every game, then you're probably going to win something, aren't you?
1: What do Chloe and Lucy bring to the team that we didn't have before?
2: Lucy Stan brings an ability to see spaces that we potentially didn't have before or we weren't exposed to. So Lucy Stan can see almost 360 vision. She's got the ability to play in behind, in front, find Gaps. I wanted to support Ellen and Charlie and Lucy Quinn and so on in our front ride with uh, with Emma Follis as well. I wanted to support their runs. It's all well and good playing in front, but you've got to have some penetration to the back line and. And Lucy Stan gives that. Chloe Arthur, on the other hand, is such an exuberance of energy off and down. She'll be central box, box box-to-box player. So she'll get that third player run. She'll arrive at the right time once we've coached her. I've wanted Chloe Arthur for a long time since we started. And when Lucy Stan came it was a perfect opportunity for us to add such a quality player, who I believe has got a lot yet to come with England too.
1: My final question is... There was three first-team players missing today. Any dates on when them three players are going to be back?
2: Emma Follis will hopefully be training again in two to three weeks' time. So she might miss the start of the season, but she'll be ready to go. It's not a long-term injury. Paige Williams, I'm hopeful, will be ready and in contention for the start of the season. And then Rach Williams, we've got some report on her, her structure of her knee. So again, without going too technical, there is some damage in the knee. It's not as bad as we first thought, but what we will do with her is we haven't got a time frame, but it's just back this side of Christmas, we'll be doing really well.
0: Some more changes over the summer then were new contracts for Lucy Quinn, Paige Williams, Marissa Ewers, Emma Follis, Keris Harrop, Connie Schofield and Sarah Mayling. Obviously that's half of the, well essentially half of the squad, Kaz. It's obviously good to see him keeping the players who did so well last season together.
1: It is, yes. I'm, I'm really excited to see what Connie Sporfield brings to the team. Pre-season, she's been absolutely br- instrumental down the wing, so I'd like to see more of her Sarahs. I don't know what she's been doing, but she's came back with a bang. Very great news to see Paige Williams sign her uh, new contract. I think that's going to be a big one for us. See, we know what Emma Follis can do. She can rip defences to shreds. And Kez, do you know what I mean? It's like It's like taking Steph Houghton or Millie Bright out of your team. If we didn't get Kez to sign a new contract, I think it would have been a huge blow if we never kept her. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. She's, She's
0: been captain, but obviously she's more instrumental than that for Birmingham. She's been here for so many years now. She's part of the furniture, as they would say in the old cliches. Yeah. and Yeah, absolutely. She's someone epitomises everything that's good about Birmingham City and obviously it's great to have her for another year and hopefully more. As you say Paige Williams had a really good start to last season she obviously just unfortunately was out of the side for a bit and obviously that Keris moved out to the left wing and obviously you had Meg Sargent and Ethan Mannion in the middle of the defence and they weren't really going to be moved because they were playing so well at the time. Sarah Mayling didn't really get much chances last year but obviously in spring series she was playing well as a wing back and obviously Mark's looking to put her into that right-sided defensive position once more after we've lost Jess Carter. The only thing I would say is I worry about our depth in that position if something happened to Sarah. Obviously, we haven't got that many players who can play right back. So what do you think?
1: If you can recall, Marissa's played there a couple of times and she was absolutely superb. So, I think she's going to be, if like anything happens to the midfield, obviously, she's going to be first choice midfield. But I think Marissa and Sarah... Called like change. In terms of the coaching staff then, there's been
0: one massive change over the summer. Leanne Hall, who was the assistant manager and goalkeeping coach, has left the club for a new project. There isn't really any news on what that is yet, but we wish her well. She was obviously very well liked by the goalkeepers at the club as well as most of the players. Um, Just a word on that, Kaz. Was it an unexpected departure for you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was very shocked to hear uh, see the tweet off Leanne say that she's left I absolutely love Leanne I love speaking to her especially her parents as well it was like nice to have them around the club so yeah I think that's a big loss
0: yeah she'll be, certainly be a big miss she was obviously a former Birmingham City goalkeeper herself so it was nice to have that link between the past and the present and bringing through the likes of Hannah Hampton and Fran Stenson last season Um, In terms of the replacements, the assistant manager position has been... They're looking at interviewing a few people at the moment. We don't know necessarily who that's going to be, but hopefully more news in the future.
1: Breaking news, I have an interview for the assistant manager job. Kaz
0: Kaz has revealed she's going to be in the running for this, so we'll see. (laughs) In terms of Leanne's goalkeeping coaching position, it's been taken over by Tony Elliott. For those unaware of who Tony Elliott is... He was a former youth player at Birmingham City. He's originally from Nuneaton, having previously coached at the likes of Liverpool and Carlisle. He also currently coaches the England Blind Squad goalkeeper, as well as the Deaf futsal teams. He also teaches goalkeeping coaching at St George's Park. So he's obviously got a lot of history and established himself as a coach so far in his career, and it's uh, probably probably a coup to get him. Kaz, what do you think?
1: Obviously, he's worked with some great clubs and if anybody has ever watched the blind team or the deaf team play, then you can see what he's trying to do. Because obviously, to us, I think it must be harder for us to teach somebody who's blind, so he must have something about him and he obviously knows what he's doing.
0: Absolutely. We hopefully wish him the best. He's obviously been welcomed well by everyone at the club and all the fans alike, so hopefully he can get his Uh, feet under the table and get some results and improve our goalkeepers even further this season also another special mention she's not uh re-signed for us of course but a special mention for christina torkildsen who is head of youth development at the club she's dusted off her boots to return to the game after retiring she's now 33 but she's back she's a former FA cup winner with blues and has been a part of the coaching staff for a number of years now She'll be playing for Birmingham and West Midlands this season. Hopefully she does well. She scored, I think she scored three goals in three matches in pre-season, so she's obviously still got it. We'll move on now to the Under-20s Women's World Cup. England are through to the quarterfinals of the competition after a 6-1 victory over Mexico. Mo Marley's team started the competition with a 3-1 win over North Korea, followed by a 1-1 draw against Brazil. And then England, of course, followed it up with a 6-1 win over Mexico after a bit of a tough first half, and they scored most of those goals in the second half. The top scorers for the competition for England so far are Alessia Russo, who plays in America, I believe, who scored three goals. Georgia Stanway from Manchester City, who scored three goals. And Lauren Hemp, who just joined Manchester City, who scored three goals as well. England will face debutants Netherlands in the next round. Their Dutch opponents beat New Zealand and Ghana in the group stages before suffering a 4-0 defeat to France. Their top goal scorer is Karma, who plays for SC Herenveen. In terms of a Birmingham interest in this, Charlie Wellings was picked in the squad. She's put featured just once, I think, and it was a bit of a game which was a bit tougher. I think it was the second game she played against Brazil. And the service wasn't quite there. The balls, the final ball wasn't quite there. Have you seen much of it, Kaz? And how England have got on so far? I've been watching highlights.
1: Obviously, you've got to pay to watch it, which I think is ridiculous. We look strong in some places. I don't know what more Marley said to them through the other day when we were one 0 down at halftime, scoring six goals. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great end to that match, and it was. The first half was quite tough. They were. They were struggling a bit to put their passes together but obviously Mo's inspired them during half time and they've come out in the second half and proved why they deserve to be in this tournament. We wish Charlie Wellings and the rest of the squad the best of luck in the next round. Probably when some of you will be listening to this you'll know if we've got through to the next round after this because I think the game takes place on Friday afternoon. So we'll move now on to the preview and that is Birmingham City take on Manchester City Manchester City have made quite a few changes this summer. Lauren Hemp moved from Bristol City to the club. Caroline Weir has signed from Liverpool, as has Gemma Bonner. Tessa Woolart has joined from Wolfsburg. Fran Stenson has joined from us. And Janine Becky has recently signed from American side Sky Blue. In terms of players that have left, seven have left the club, with the big names probably Izzy Christensen, Jane Ross and Tessa Middag. The last two, Middag and Ross, have both joined West Ham and Izzy has joined Lyon. Surprisingly, Manchester City won nothing last year despite making the semi-finals of the FA Cup, eventually losing to the winners Chelsea. In the League Cup, they lost in the final to Arsenal. In the Champions League, they lost to winners Lyon in the semis and in the league, they finished second behind Chelsea. When you read that on paper, Kaz, they they really didn't have that bad of a season but a lot of people have been saying Nick Cushion should have done more last season. What did you think?
1: I think they should have done more. I think in it last season they needed a lot more finance. Obviously the squad was very thin last season. Yeah, it
0: was it was obviously interesting to see that Nick Cushing chose to have a small squad last year, and obviously it punished him towards the back end. But they ran Leon close, even though Leon dominated possession of the ball. There was only one nil over the two legs in the end. But I get what you say. Obviously they've just ran out of steam with the lack of players that they had, it and they've obviously tried to correct that this summer with bringing in the likes of Hemp who we won't have to have to suffer against this week because she's obviously still out of England. How do you think they're going to do this year?
1: I still think it's going to be between Chelsea and I reckon Arsenal this season. They've brought in some quality signings.
0: We'll have to wait and see and you'll hear more about those teams as we play them throughout the season. In terms of the game on Sunday, we'll be without Rachel Williams, who is out through injury, as Mark mentioned earlier. Jess Carter, who played a key part in the 2-0 win over City in February, has left the club. Charlie Wellings is still away with England too. It's going to be a tough test for the opening fixture for us, but I guess playing them at the start of the season is potentially the best time to be playing them when their new signings haven't fully integrated. What do you think, Kaz?
1: I don't fear playing Man City no more. Like, we showed them that we can we can beat them. Whatever team Man City put out, I think our team is capable of beating them. So I think this season is going to be a good season for the Blues fans.
0: Let's hope so. I think we can remain positive. Ellen White was obviously a big one to still have hold of after rumours and speculation over the summer. Obviously, she played it down, and it turns out to be the positive news that we wanted to hear that she's going to be here for the short term at least. And she was instrumental last season, and she's going to be leading the line against Man City this weekend. Yeah, in terms of Man City, yeah, and the last game, we obviously won 2 0. The one before that, we took them to extra time, and we just ran out of steam towards the end of that one. So. Yeah, in terms of matching them, we've matched them over the last two games and we're at home, so we've got that advantage to us. So let's hope it is a positive result on Sunday. Kaz, prediction time. So what do you think the score is going to be on Sunday?
1: 6-0 Birmingham. Oh, i <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know whether to go 2-1 or 3-1. Ellen White, Lucy four and Chloe Arthur. I'm going to go 3-1. 3-1 in normal time? normal time and they're my three goals scoring okay, you know,
0: Kaz has gone for a very specific um, scoreline so if, if you, I don't know if betting companies allow you to bet that on the women's game but if you do go, go put a pound on Kaz's bet see how you do in terms of what I think I think it's going to be Birmingham City one Manchester City one and Birmingham City are going to win on penalties as long as it's the same as it was last year for the format of the Continental Cup that'll be an interesting end to the game if it turns out that way obviously Anne Catherine Berger in goal you don't want to bet against her that's for sure That's all for this week's show. Thank you very much for everyone listening. Thank you, Kaz, for joining me. No problem. Anytime, Matt. And that's all for this week's show. You've been listening to the Great snd 68 podcast, the only dedicated Birmingham City women's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can also follow us on Anchor, which is our hosting platform. You can also find us on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on.